2: Back,
3: well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of
2: Early Break with Sip and Jake.
3: Sip, you are an
2: idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> On 93.7 The Ticket and Ticketfm.com.
4: We have confirmed with our own eyes, it is indeed very dark outside, and the storm is rolling in, so thank that, that's your storm update. It's darker now <laughs> than when I, I arrived. And when you went to bed, probably. Yes. It's, it's
3: very dark outside. It's manageable right now.
4: It is. It's just blowing. Yeah, well, it's, it's very windy. Very windy outside. We are joined now by Husker Online, Sean Callahan. Sean, good morning. The news of the week is in the Big Ten regarding Northwestern. On Friday, we were informed that Pat Fitzgerald would have a two-week suspension due to some hazing allegations as we go on the last couple days. Monday, he is officially let go as the head coach of Northwestern, and now we see what happens following that. Let's just go back to the original stuff Friday and the firing. How, how surprised are you at how quickly this all went down, Sean, with Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern?
2: Well, yeah, it moved really quick. When you think about, there was already a professional investigation done by the school uh-huh. that resulted in a two-week suspension at that point. And you know, I think if you're Pat Fitzgerald, like, all right, let's let's move forward from this. The investigation's done, and then all of a sudden, the next day, uh, an article comes out, and the same people that conducted the investigation, um, you know, fired him. You know, and so it moved very quickly. And, and Northwestern's a really unique. Uh, deal because there's not a lot of day-to-day media coverage There's a lot of graduates that are journalists from northwestern uh, but that's the least covered team in the big 10 um, you know, you've got a, a really good student newspaper there who obviously broke the, the news on the story and then a couple fan websites that cover that team daily um, but it's not like nebraska where there's 50 of us there every single day that cover that team so they they often operate kind of on their own island in Chicago but when something like this happens you know they're going to garner a lot of attention a lot of national coverage and you know I think we're just at the start of this all now as more and more people get involved covering the story.
1: How
3: I mean should we try to assess Pat Fitzgerald legacy at this point or do you hold off wanting more information about the situation what he really knew what he didn't know he says he didn't know anything um I mean how how do you look at at Fitzgerald now,
2: yeah, it's gonna definitely. It's tough, I mean, because we live in a world now where um, you know a lot of people don't have the patience to wait this process out. I mean, right. The, uh, the damage from these articles, whether they're whether it's you know, you know, true, false, whatever comes out of all of this stuff from what we learn, the damage is done at this point. So, um, yeah. You, you think about all the stuff he's done there, but it, it all could be wiped away as we learn more about what comes out of there if it is indeed true. Um, and that, that's, but the world we live in now, I think a lot of people are going to automatically you know, look differently at Pat Fitzgerald, even though before all this, he was considered the center of the Big Ten coaches and he was the, the choir boy of the league. I mean, he, he was the guy when they beat Nebraska and Ireland. You know, he kind of took a dig at Nebraska a little bit and said, you know, we, we, you know, for Nebraska, when they were doing all their COVID workouts um, back in the day when there was a lot of coaches in the league upset and Nebraska had figured out a way to still have their team trained during that period, you know, he comes out when they beat him in Ireland and said, you know, we, we do things, we did things the right way here. Um, we're different here and um, tried to, to say, took a dig at Nebraska in some ways after they beat him in Ireland this year. Now, I, I thought that jumps out now when you look at where things are at today.
3: Sean Callahan joins us. Sean, I heard I heard commentators yesterday sort of uh, kind of brushing this off and saying Fitzgerald will coach again. Pat Fitzgerald will coach again. That, I was taken aback by it. What, what do you think?
2: It's a little premature, um, but look, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, pretty much everyone has coached, or Bryle's, to extend, I don't know if he, he's really mm-hmm. landed much since his situation, but I mean, um, I'm sure he'll, he'll be able to find some sort of job down the road when it's all said and done. But you know, he, he's had so many opportunities. Um, heck, he was a guy that people mentioned for Nebraska. Think about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he you know, when this job had been opened, mentioned. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned him as a name here, um, just as a as a really good guy that builds and develops. A program and talent and he's been mentioned for many nfl head jobs um he had had a lifetime contract at northwestern essentially at that point and he was from there and played there and um he turned down the chicago bears i mean i don't know how far it got along down the road but there were reports that the bears wanted him and he thought staying at northwestern was a better job than coaching the Bears.
4: As you look forward, Sean, now the, the season has to be played still. They can't just quit the season. They're, they have to get things going for the, for the future. But I'm, I'm curious, the attractiveness of that job. Yeah. It's still a Big Ten job. There's still a lot of money there. It's harder to win there now with NIL and the academic standards and everything there. But I'm I'm curious, in your opinion, how attractive is that job to somebody looking for a Big Ten job?
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy McKrispie Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot you can go back and forth on on the attractiveness of this job, but I think there's a few things. I mean, they have access to a pool of money that really only two leagues in the country have right now, the SEC and the Big Ten. And today, Northwestern makes more money than an SEC school. So they have the resources to do things. Uh, They have world-class facilities. Uh, The Ryan family built a $280 million facility on their campus for the athletes. It's not just football. I think it's all athletes utilize this facility that overlooks the lake. The Ryan family... At least as of now, is going to tear down Ryan Field and build a brand new, you know, multi, multi hundred million dollar venue for Northwest. I believe they, I think I read 800 million is what, what the cost is going to be. Um, so if, if you're a guy walking in, there is opportunity there, and um, the expectation level is going to be low. It's going to be like, in some ways, Matt Rule going to Baylor when you got to Baylor, you know, no one's going to really expect much. So if you do anything, you're going to be looked at as a coach of the year type of person. So I do think there's attractiveness to this job, but on the other end of the new era we're in with the portal, you know, you can't just transfer to Northwestern. I mean, there's such an academic standard you have to meet to get into that school as a transfer because that degree holds so much value. And then the NIL, like, the, they, you know, I'm sure they have some sort of things in place there. Um, but if, the, if you were to rank the 14 schools in the Big Ten Conference, they're probably towards the very bottom, if not the bottom of NIL.
3: Sean Callahan joins us. Sean, a lot of, a lot of people in the recruiting, you know, who follow recruiting, are following Grant Bricks. Grant Bricks is the offensive lineman from Logan Magnolia, Iowa. Logan Magnolia High School in Iowa, and he's the top-rated player in Iowa. What do you think Nebraska's chances are?
2: Yeah, there's two. I mean, there's two linemen. Preston Talmoa is going to announce this week, um, and that's another four star um, to watch. Mm-hmm. So I think Nebraska is in a favorable spot to get Talmoa, the number one player in Hawaii, um, you know, to beat out Oregon and Auburn and a few others. But Grant Bricks ra- ranked now number 52 in the On Three Top 100 right now, so he would be higher ranked than Carter Nelson in the On Three rankings. I mean, there's the industry rankings. Um, which is all the rankings combined and on three, um, but when you look at just where he'd be, he'd be the top-ranked guy in this class. So uh, his value is high. Um, it's it's down to really Oklahoma, Nebraska, Case State, and Alabama. And Grant has really not put a timeline and a date when this could all go down. He just continued to say sometime this summer. And with where he's ranked and his value, he, he has that ability to to kind of not be in a rush. So. Grant is different too. Like he's the kind of guy, he told us this, that he might check his phone every three days. You know, he, he doesn't really um, God
4: bless him. That's awesome. Get
2: caught up in, you know, keeping up with people and, and updating people. He really um, hmm. does a good job of distancing himself from it, or it doesn't consume him as far as the recruiting process. And he's a pretty simple kid. He's a farm guy kid, um, you know, like likes to do different things with, with cattle. And, um, you know, so he, his priorities are a lot different than most guys in his shoes around the country. And and he's just going to kind of announce when he wants to. And that could be next week. That could be in August. So um, it will be something to watch, but he really hasn't tipped his hand much. But we do know Carter Nelson um, and Daniel Kalem both have had a, you know, they, they both keep a pretty good dialogue with Grant Briggs. Okay.
4: Sean, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Okay, guys, thank you. Husker Online, Sean Callahan on the Allo VIP Hotline, where we understand the importance of exceptional service with local hearts. Sean Callahan, Husker Online, good stuff there, as always. Grant Bricks would be a big one.
3: It would. I mean, like Bill always says, um, what is it? Mass kicks something. You say Sea bass. <clears throat> and, you, you know, and if you could get the kid from Hawaii, that would be great, too. Um, so, yeah we'll keep sh- and we'll keep discussing this Fitzgerald thing cuz it's really fascinating.
4: Before we get to break from the text line, uh, there's a yes. text regarding you, Bill. Uh-oh. Yeah. Bill, someone's watching on the YouTube stream today. Yes. Someone says, "Bill on the stream looks like he has the day off of his construction job because of the weather today." <laughs> it, it does look like, like me that. and magic have the day off. Yeah, you guys you guys can go work. Yeah. Hang out together today. be perfect. Baby. Yes. Hang out and- Have a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Have a good time. Uh, When we come back, we're going to speed bumps. Yeah. (laughs) Add some more to the parking lot. We need a few more. Mailbag and song of the day next on Early Break on the ticket.